Playing with Fire, the Monday Motivational Mindset blog, vlog and podcast for Moodscope. Dreams are real. I was a sceptic. I doubted that mental rehearsal really counted when it comes to developing new patterns of behaviour. The experts on neuroplasticity, the brain's capability to redesign and even rebuild itself, said that mental rehearsal is as real as direct external physical experience. For example, the basketball player who mentally visualises shooting hoops can improve her or his real-time performance. I doubted this. Last night I was immersed in one of those weird dreams. Mum burst in on me, in a dream, she's dead in real life, wearing a patch over one eye, nearly catching me in a compromising position. It was pure fiction. After all, I never compromise. Nevertheless, I jumped in bed and my heart pounded as if it really happened. Yes, my dream was just a thought, but my body and emotions didn't know the difference. Dreams are real. I remember as a child being bitten by a dog in a dream, only to discover my teddy bear was at the same position as where the dog bit me. That is the power of the imagination. That is the power of dreams. And me and the teddy bear, well, we never had the same kind of relationship ever again. So what? I'm now a believer. Hallelujah. What we think about affects the biochemistry and electrochemistry of the brain. Yes, what we think about affects the biochemistry and electrochemistry of the brain. Thoughts change stuff. Thoughts change our chemistry. Thoughts change our physical structure of the brain. So if you imagine a thought affecting the biochemistry and electrochemistry of your brain, this means in turn that thought is going to fire off the hormone system. And we know what those little beauties can do, don't we? Can we build muscle mass too? I'm not sure I'm going that far with my new belief. But I have a new respect for thinking as if. I called this playing with fire because I do know that neurons that fire together wire together. Previously, I'd used this in the context of providing a sensory-rich experience for learners experiencing my seminars. If they could smell, hear, see, touch, and even taste positive aspects of the training, each one of these sensory doors could open the way to remembering what they learned and experienced. This is because the neurons were firing at the same time, and when they fire together, they wire together. If you can imagine the sensory neural patterns firing at the same time as the teaching was delivered, that all gets wired into the experience. And any aspect of the experience then can become a trigger for recall. Today I'm thinking, how can I use this for mental well-being? And could simply imagining happy experiences have the same positive impact as having them in the outside world, the real world? These effects could be amplified by virtual reality experiences too. For example, I use special microphones that replicate how the ears hear. The field of study is called psychoacoustics. The wonderful output is the experience of reality you have when you listen back to the recording through headphones. It's like being there. It's early days yet, but I'm making a commitment to think myself happy. Flipping that thought... I know that 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 I am a master of thinking when it comes to mental rehearsal of the worst case scenarios.
I know that I can think myself sick. Why then couldn't it be also true that you and I could think ourselves well? Can we think ourselves happy? Let's give more attention to the way we think. It's like playing with fire, and fire is dangerous, and fire is good. At the deepest level, depression is always chemical. Depression is always electrical. It's changes in the brain. While there are chemical imbalances that can literally make us feel a certain way, thinking still has a role to play in tipping the balance, the chemical balance, in our favour. What are your experiences of thinking yourself into a state, happy or otherwise? William Shakespeare's most oft-quoted verse on thinking reads, For there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Hamlet, Act 2, Scene 2. I'm not in agreement with Hamlet, there is both good and bad, but I take his point. Our thoughts amplify our feelings. Let's turn our positive feelings up to 11 by thinking positive thoughts. For my Christian audience, we of course know this, even if we forget to practice it at times. Whilst Ralph Waldo Emerson said, a man is what he thinks about all day long, Solomon said it far earlier. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he, Proverbs 23 verse 7. This inspired a very famous self-help book, As a Man Thinketh, by James Allen in 1903. Here's a quote from the book that James wrote. Mind is the master power that moulds and makes. And man is mind, and evermore he takes the tool of thought, and shaping what he wills brings forth a thousand joys, a thousand ills. He thinks in secret, and it comes to pass. Environment is but his looking glass. The looking glass mentioned acted as a serendipitous reminder of the allied power of the imagination to create innovation and happiness. Here's something from Alice through the looking glass. I can't believe that, said Alice. Can't you, the Queen said in a pitying tone. Try again, draw a long breath and shut your eyes. Alice laughed. There's no use trying, she said. One can't believe impossible things. I dare say you haven't had much practice, said the Queen. When I was your age, I always did it for half an hour a day. Why, sometimes I've believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast. All this blog and vlog and podcast could go on forever. I mean, what to say about mirror neurons? Let's leave them for another message. Merely hinting in passing that what you watch is echoed in your nervous system. For example, watching your favourite sport, you will twitch with the movements of the athletes. Again, this has implications, good and bad, sorry Hamlet, for virtual reality. In fact, it's so powerful, I once wrote a short story about virtuous reality. What you think about creates your character. But that too, literally, is another story. Christians have a head start in getting to grips with how they feel and act based upon how they think. We are to take every thought, every thought, captive. In a very warlike passage, 2 Corinthians 10, Paul says in verses 3 to 5, For though we walk in the flesh, we don't wage war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but mighty before God to the throwing down of strongholds, throwing down imaginations and every high thing that is exalted against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. 
Thoughts trigger hormones. Hormones trigger feelings. Feelings trigger words. And words are like the word of God, a sharp two-edged sword that proceeds from the mouth in many biblical passages. Let us therefore think well, my friends. Speaking well begins with thinking well. Let's close with Paul's recipe for what to think about specifically, as stated in Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brothers, and we'll add sisters there as well. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever things are true, whatever things are honourable, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, Think about these things. Amen.